When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. Lucky Land Casino, asking people, what's the weirdest place you've gotten lucky? Lucky? In line at the deli, I guess? Aha, in my dentist's office. More than once, actually. Do I have to say? Yes, you do. In the car, before my kid's PTA meeting. Really? Yes. Excuse me, what's the weirdest place you've gotten lucky? I never win and tell. Well, there you have it. You can get lucky anywhere, playing at LuckyLandSlots.com. Play for free right now. Are you feeling lucky? No purchase necessary. Void prohibited by law. 18 plus. Terms and conditions apply. See website for details. Hey guys, it is Ryan. I'm not sure if you know this about me, but I'm a bit of a fun fanatic when I can. I like to work, but I like fun too. It's a thing. And now the truth is out there. I can tell you about my favorite place to have fun. Chumba Casino. They have hundreds of social casino style games to choose from with new games released each week. You can play for free anytime, anywhere. And each day brings a new chance to collect daily bonuses. So join me in the fun. Sign up now at ChumbaCasino.com. No purchase necessary. VGW. Void or prohibited by law. See terms and conditions. 18 plus. Stumps, umps, and beer pumps. Welcome to Stumps, Umps, and Beer Pumps. A podcast for you, the players, supporters and the hard-working volunteers that make our glorious game from the lowest to the highest level throughout the UK and beyond. I'm Rick, I'm here with Ian, Richard and Neil as we take you on a journey around our home here at Winsor Cricket Club in Burton-on-Trent. On this podcast we'll bring you updates on Winsor CC, we'll also be answering all your questions and inviting you, the listener, to send in your stories from around the cricketing world. We will, of course, have a special guest coming from their view from Cow Corner with their opinions, ideals and anecdotes. So, let's get started and bring you up to date with the goings-on at Winsel, the little club with the big personality. Stumps, bumps and beer bumps. Welcome to this week's podcast. On this week's podcast with me, Ian Livo, is... It's me, Rich Marser. Together with our very own King of Spin and future podcast regular, Neil Windows-Winfield. Even Neil. Hiya. As we welcome to Cow Corner, our first team skipper, Matthew Clark. Good evening. So let's get started with an outline of the season from Neil. I know you've put something together there, Windows. Do you want to give it a go, mate? Yeah, I think being new boys to the league, we weren't sure where we'd be in the pecking order, really. It was a tough start. Uh, the second game against Tutbury, we got completely walloped. It was 280-odd they got, and then we were 70-all out. I thought it might be a struggle from there on in, but things seemed to pick up after then. How many yeah. weeks was it before we got a win? I think it was week seven against mm-hmm. Boston League Barton. We bowled them, they bowled them out for 148, which I think we're all pleased with that. And then suddenly we were cruising, lost a load of wickets, and it was a bit of a clincher at the end, really. I think that reflected the season because we were nervous. We wanted a first win, mm-hmm. uh, and that reflected the season. We clung on and got the win, and then we went on a bit of a run after that. How was that for you that day then, Clarky? Because you know, watching from the side, you know, you're not a, a man to hide your emotions with what's going on on the field. Watching the wickets fall, nerve-wracking. But uh, I think, if I remember rightly, I think Westy pulled up with an injury. Mm. I went out there to bat and tried to finish it quickly, and it ended up coming down to Jonesy knocking a straight four to the sight screen at the pavilion end to uh, 
to win the game. That was one of Jonesy's few performances in the first this year as Correct. well, so it was a good yeah. finish for him. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Did that get us going there for a few weeks? Did we, yeah. we have a bit of a run there, did we? That was a turn Yeah, we did. We won the next three games, to be honest with you, uh, against good opposition. I mean, we beat uh, our old rivals, Melbourne. A good win against Atwell, because they are always a, a good, strong side. That was a really good win here at home. A very year. good win. We, you know, we, we, we got uh, nearly 200 and bowled them out for 70. Which What was the difference that day? I think they just had confidence, to be honest with you. Confidence on the back of their Barton game, but Matthew Batting. will probably tell you. Yeah. Batting. Yeah. We lost, yeah, we lost four wickets. Yeah, so yeah, Etwell didn't seem the same team to me this year compared to the, the way they were the, the previous season when they came here because they've given us a lot of trouble previously, haven't they? Yeah. Well, I think as long as, as soon as you see Keith cheat him off, then yeah. uh, then you know, which is what we did. We, I don't think we had many runs for the first part of the game. No. Uh, saw him off. He bowled ten overs at one end for about less than twenty, I think. Mm-hmm. And um, once you'd seen him off, they, they didn't have much else really. Yeah. And then we, I think around that time, wasn't that the start of the cup run, Neil? Yeah, we played in the cup at uh, Burton. Um, we lost, no, not Burton, no, it was here. Yeah, we played the yeah, first two games here, wasn't it? We yeah, played, two. We played Sawley and Chelister on the same day. On the same yeah. day, yeah. Two games yeah. in one day. Two games in one day, yeah. Yeah. And then we, we, we ended up getting knocked out by Burton on a Friday night here, wasn't it? Yeah, well, we, obviously it was the time of the Euros were on, so... When we played Brailsford, uh, well, we were going to be playing on the same day, but uh, it all got changed because of the Euro finals, and we ended up playing here on a Friday against Burton, who beat us quite easily, I think, in the yeah, end. Yeah, fairly, fairly comfortable. Yeah, time. yeah, it was a, it was a good night that night. It sort of brought the whole club together, I think, down down the ground. There was lots of people from Burton came down as well. Um, it was just a result that went the wrong way, obviously. And it, it was around that time, I think we were on another little run of losing games in the league, I think, wasn't it? Lost three. Was it Risley? Yeah, Risley came here, and, and they're a good side. I mean, they've got some great players. They've got Jay Harper, they've got Carl, Duke, Cruz. Carl Cruz. I mean, those guys are the top performers, and I think we just were a bit like rabbits in the headlights, to be honest with you, yeah. in front of them. But we, we took a couple of good wickets early doors, but uh, we were on the wrong end of the result in the end. A bit like our second team went on a run towards the end of the season. The first did exactly the same, and that, yeah, I know going back to selection meetings that the skipper won't mind me saying there was a little bit of nervousness with about seven or eight games to go still, and he kept saying it until we're mathematically clear. Yeah, until we're mathematically clear. The fact that we were never going to get relegated in a million years didn't matter, but winning those four games back to back, did that get you relaxed then, Clarkie? Yeah, we we felt like the job was done then. Mm -hmm. Um, In selection, very difficult with the seconds in, in in a strong position. And we had these decisions to make. We wanted to make sure that the first stay in the in three, but also we wanted to see the seconds go up into six south. Yeah. Mm-hmm. So giving them the players that we may need to still survive was very, very difficult. Yeah. Strategy has to be there, doesn't it? Yeah. I think there's a game I just want to touch on that we uh, we just sort of briefed over. At the end of that losing run before we started picking up again, I saw one of the best games of cricket here at Winsall that I've seen in donkey's years. We got beat, unfortunately, but the game against Tupri, where they scored 220, 20s. was it? That was a great game of cricket to watch from the side. We got beat by well, four or five runs in the end. Yeah, they were they were really frustrated in the field in the in, in our innings because uh, we were we were putting them about the field and yeah. they didn't expect it. They've got yeah. a few real top lads, you know, top players, and uh, it just all gelled together that day for us with again with batting. Yeah. I think Chiller's batted well into the first yeah. batted well this yeah. year. Yeah, mm. that's correct. Yeah, Chiller's batted yeah. really well. He took a few to the lid, if I remember rightly. Yeah, too. Didn't well, he? I was going to say, Morgan, didn't George yeah. Morgan come steaming in and banged <laughs> him on the lid a couple of times? Yeah, yeah. he likes pace, and then I took on the old bonnet. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> there was no, more, no one more frustrated on on the pitch than George Morgan. 
because he just was banging them in and couldn't get anything out of it. Yeah. Uh, pushed him around. But uh, we had uh, Craig Watson put Duggo over Mill Hill Lane a few times, didn't he, as well? That was That's where it got them up to the runs. Yeah. Uh, which you can well, see. Well, his innings probably won the game for him. Yeah. But what was interesting from the side was watching Craig as wicketkeeper and his demeanour changing as Clarkie started doing exactly the same in our innings and getting us closer and closer to the score. Yeah. All of a sudden, could see Craig was going, hang on a minute, boys. Mm. We thought we'd absolutely breeze this one. Yeah. Um, you know, to get to within five runs, yeah. I thought it was a top effort because they, they breeze the league. The Let's face it, they breeze the league. And, and for us to get within five runs of him, that would have been a fantastic uh, feather under our. Was you know, Duncan at the very end, end, if I remember rightly? It was me and Duncan at the end, yeah. yeah. No, I, I managed to scramble three to get Duncan strike for six to win it, and they were lost by six at the end. Oh, so, <laughs> so we're blaming Duncan? <laughs> no, no. Blaming six to win and Duncan got that. that. That was a great game, but we had a couple this season, didn't we, at home, where we scored 200 plus and still didn't win. That, that to me, has been the unlucky part of the season for us. The, the ones have scored 200 plus, I think, three times and lost within four, five, 13 uh, run losses, which is absolutely nothing in the league, obviously. Mm. That would have made a massive difference from finishing seventh to being in the top four or five, I think, wouldn't it, Matt? Yeah. Uh, I mean, there was a couple of games for me that really, when you sit home on the sofa after. After the game on a Saturday, and you're really disappointed. One I remember here was Brailsford at home. Mm -hmm. yeah. We got 200 218. 218, and did they get 220, was it? 222 for nine. 222 for nine, and we got 218. Yeah. So close, nearly over the line. Yeah. yeah. We take that game, we take the Tutbury game. Yeah. yeah. Um, the one at Walton as well. And yeah. that was where, after that game, I, I, was, I was really disappointed. I pulled the lads in and, I, and said, Look, lads, you know. We keep going here. We're so close, you know. We just got to keep together. Yeah. Stick together. The problem, yeah. the problem being win lose. It's too cruel, and you, when it is a win lose, that's it. There's no, there's no value for the points. You, it's either you got the massive points or get five or six. But I think as we've always done, our, our bowling attack in particular just kept chipping away week in week out, which got us those points, Neil. Which made sure that there was never going to be qu any question in, in in my mind that we're going to even get close to being relegated. Uh, I mean, you, how many wickets did you take yourself this year, Neil? You took. 50 or 60 if you're lucky. <laughs> <laughs> I'll, standard. I'll check it out. Standard. He took another 35. Oh, which, yeah. did, that, did that take you over 600 this year now? No, was it this year? No, it was Dunk 600 this year. Dunk no, 600. 500. Dunk 500, 500. Yeah. We had some good milestones through the year, haven't we, sir? Yeah. There, obviously, the favourite game of the season for us all, though, was to, to see the abandonment on the last day of the season. And to watch on the uh, the WhatsApp group and on play cricket, and you lot on your way back to come watch the seconds getting promoted. Yeah. Um, yeah, you couldn't have actually got it any better, really. What was going on? That what was going on over there at that uh, Risley in that game then, Matt? Uh, I was out batting with Nige, and um, basically, what the, there was a guy coming left arm over, and he was just hitting one spot on the trap. They'd never played on that trap before. The first team they told me, and basically, it was just hitting that, and it just popped into the yeah. to the to the chest area. And mm -hmm. I don't know what had gone on there whatever reason something had happened to the trap and there was one that Nigel got taken in the chest he, okay. he knocked him out I thought he'd been sniped to be honest somebody he dropped him didn't he really <laughs> did drop him yeah the umpires as soon as that Westy Westy had taken a few there was a couple that went miles over Chiller's head oh, uh, one went so far over his head it went about six foot over the keeper as well right but then after he got out and Westy was in he was taking quite a lot of blows and the final straw is when Westy got hit in the middle of the chest and you can see straight away the two umpires got together. I was scoring, and we just said, "This is it, really. They, they can't carry on." And, and the right decision was made, I think, in the end. Yeah. And clearly, the Risley batsmen were looking at it, going, "We don't fancy that after it's been bowled on for forty odd overs as well." well I think if James had hit that spot, would have been uh, 
there could have been some serious injury. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Jimmy could have caused. Yeah, it would have been quite interesting to say the least. But it's good to get you all back, obviously, and be part of one of the biggest days at the club for a good number of years, wasn't it? To have yeah. uh, not just a champion, not just a sorry promotion, but also a championship winning team on that last day. Um, yeah, that to me was one of the highlights of the entire season, as we said last week. Bumps, bumps what we, what's your highlight, Matt, through the year? Staying up, that was always my achievement this year. When I'm good mates with Winter, and obviously I've spoken to him and said, what do, what do we want to achieve mm-hmm. as a pair here? And he wanted to get promoted, and I just wanted to survive. That was that was what we set out to do. And How worried were you about surviving? Really worried. Not as worried as you you might have thought I was. Well, I, yeah, because that's why I, I, I kept, that's why I kept we, pushing back. Yeah, well, if we could get if we, I knew th- if we could get this, the team every week the, the same eleven or roughly, then that's a great start. We did have a couple of issues at start. We had Eddie out for through injury. Kamal was in Pakistan. Kamal was still in Pakistan. Jimmy didn't have a great start to the season with the ball mm-hmm. and then just found it all of a sudden. Yeah. That made a massive difference. So yeah, survival for us. I think having I mean, Dunk playing regular as well was for a massive, a massive bonus for us. You, you also were missing the best wicketkeeper in the league. Biggest in batsman when he goes in there could be quite uh, destructive. Jake did a good job behind yeah. there. We didn't miss Woolly that much, mm-hmm. I don't think. We did miss him, but didn't miss him, you know what I mean? Jake did really well behind there. Yeah. And improved through the season, I thought. Yeah. Constantly improved. Yeah, he started well with the bat as well. Jake did. Yeah. And then he just lost his he lost his bit of momentum. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I think he'd be disappointed himself that he didn't push through with his batting. So he really did I start strongly. I think his keeping you couldn't fault. No. Um, did a very good job. Perfectly good replacement for Woody. But I think if you if Jake was to admit it, he'd say that he could have pushed through a bit more with his batting. Well, he came sixth <coughs> in the uh, the number of runs scored for for the club during the during the season in the first. Which players made a difference for you this year then? All of them. I remember Neil sat next to you. Steve Watson was top batsman though for us in the first, averaging 25, but with a high score of 97, he played practically every single game, Steve, all the way through. How important was it getting Watto to the club? I think he's been a good signing, Watto. I think mm. he's been good on and off the field. Absolutely. I think that's the thing. He's, he's really enjoyed his cricket. Mm-hmm. I think he's really enjoyed the lads off the field as well. He's a great character around in the championship. <laughs> he is, yeah. He's a cracker. I can't, can't tell you some of the things. No, no, I was going to say, you best, uh, best not say everything that goes <laughs> on. Brilliant character. Yeah, yeah. he is. And he's, he's week in, week out down at training. He's always around. Um, he's, he's one of those guys, well, I remember he was training with us the, pre- the season before, getting himself w- used to the group. And he, he could not ask for a better player to join us through the yeah, season. He's been good. How big a miss was Eddie in terms of the amount of runs this year? Because, I mean, we we haven't had seven or eight games uh, without Eddie like that for a while, and obviously it makes a big difference to us. Usually, when Eddie's missing, we usually go down. Over mm. <laughs> yeah, the years. Yeah, the standard but drops a bit. How, how many wickets did you miss out on, Neil, by not having <coughs> Eddie in his normal position to catch off you? Uh, I don't know. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Six, I don't know how many drops 60 on it, Neil. <laughs> <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> The thing, the thing for me is when Eddie plays, you can bat around him. Yeah. yeah. Now I love going out batting with Eddie, and he'll know this. You know, mm-hmm. if I go and bang a couple of sixties in one over, he absolutely comes down the middle of the track and says to me, "That's it. Mm. Don't you? you this <clears throat> over's done." Yeah, it's not well, just his ability; it's, in, it's, 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 it's his intelligence as well. And even in the cup matches, when I batted him in the cup matches, the first game where I got fifty. He's talking to you constantly, 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 saying, yeah. you know, this and that, you know, run rates and things. He's just, he's very clever when it comes yeah. to down to his batting. He just knows oh, what yeah. he's going to do, knows when he's going to go. It's just, a, it's just nice to bat with. Yeah, if it, he's somebody you can watch from the outside, and he, for the first, if he's gone in early, you might be thinking, oh, we're a bit behind the run rate here. It's going, but you just know he's going to take his time to, and then he just clicks. 
and he just goes into that extra gear and he can be absolutely destructive as hell. But then, so could you, Matt. Um, I've seen Duggo be destructive a couple of times this year where he's gone in and just smacked it left, right and centre. Yeah, a few big um, from him good, year, yeah. good to get Kamal back and getting some runs for us as well because obviously he didn't have a good year the year before with us. Uh, but he definitely scored more runs this year. How important was that coming back to us? He scored 330 runs at 30 for us. Uh, how important was Kamal coming back? Well, Kamal being the all-rounder that he is, he's someone we can't really afford to miss. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Um, he offers you so much. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, you can just give him the ball at any point in the game. It doesn't matter whereabouts in the game. And you, you feel like you might just gain a bit of control. But with Kamal one end and Neil the other... Control, you, the control yeah. there yeah. that we've got is absolutely. I think it's some key areas as well of the game during the overs. You know, you get that lovely bit of control from Windows and Kamar bowling together. But the two of you deal, you get through the overs so quickly as well. The batsmen, I don't think, ever get themselves set. Do they? You know, but you're, you finish one, and Kamal's already ready to go straight away. Do you enjoy bowling with Kamal at the other end, or is there anyone else in particular you no, like bowling with? I don't mind bowling with Kamal. I think it's a fitness thing with that fit, just backwards and forwards. <laughs> non stop, isn't it? <laughs> and beat tests have been fantastic, Neil, haven't they? Like a piston engine. <laughs> that, and do you know what? If you're scoring on the sidelines, it's like a piston, because you literally, every single ball, there's something all the time. Of the bowlers, who's been your, uh, your highlight of this season? Skipper Duncan Duggo yeah. for me really have performed mm-hmm. week in week out I'm not saying every week they get it right but majority of the weeks I've chucked them the ball yeah. and they've done me a job uh, some weeks Duggo hasn't opened the ball in mm-hmm. I've, I've changed it with Duncan and uh, Jimmy depending on the situation where yeah. I, I just think they've done a, a great job for us really and obviously all, all the bowlers have done a great job but for me yeah. them two spot on this yeah. year well we had Duggo Duncan and Neil, all in the top 20 of the bowling stats for the whole division. So, you know, to have three of the top 20, the only other clubs who got up there with three of the top 20 are the likes of Tutbury or Michelover, mm. who were right at the top end. So, we did really well there. Great getting Kamal back, but how good was it getting Chillers back to the club as well this year? Brilliant. Enjoyed it. Just listening to chit chat from him, you know, <laughs> in the Prem and this and in the Prem that. Yeah. So you're not in the Prem anymore, you're in Div 3 South. Go out and do it. Yeah, but he's brilliant having it, certainly on the field. Having him on the field, he says to me, just try this. Some of the things, you've got no one at point and you've got two extra covers, really odd, you know, really odd fields. And it just works because, it, you know, it just taught me a lot through this season where to Neil and Kamal, where they just can't cut it. Mm-hmm. So there's no need to have really anybody at point. So I've learned a lot off him this year, but also with the bat. Phenomenal, you know, really good. And he's bowling as well. At, uh, we played, where did we play, Neil? It was uh, Corn. Once we got him to bowl. Once we got him to bowl. Was that was... where he got three for 12? Yeah, uh, Neil, I'm to have to ask you. So, yeah, he, got, he had some real stupid figures, didn't he? It was, it was madness, yeah. Because remember, yeah, he... we were watching it on the play cricket from here. You were away, playing away, and we were going, no one's hitting him, what's going on here? Yeah, you have to just uh, you have to badger him up a bit. He says he's got a bit of a sore <laughs> shoulder and then a sore ankle. So just, just bowl for me, come on. And then he says, I don't know why I really give it up. <laughs> <laughs> Good old chillers. <laughs> you, you think you'll get more games out of him next year? I'm hoping so. Mm-hmm. He seems fairly keen. Um, we'll see what his family commitments are. Brilliant, that'd be really good. Look at the other batsmen around the league. We've talked about bowlers already. I think what's interesting when you look at the uh, the league numbers, when you see the top two being George Morgan, Bradley Elson at Tutbury, Carl Chadfield there in fifth place. Um, I think Craig Watson's in 30. You can see that the runs made all the difference to who was going to win the league and who wasn't going to win the league at, uh, this season. Um, yeah, 
we got absolutely hammered over at Tutbury when they, they took us to task early on in the season. Which of those batsmen impressed you the most over there then? For me, I always like to watch uh, Chunder. Great, yeah. I always like to watch him bat. He's, yeah. I'd love to bat, be able to bat like him, you know. Yeah. And he just, just got a fantastic eye. Just great eye. I mean, it's so he casual. Damage us so much. So casual yeah. with it as well. Let's just take a little bit of a, a light-hearted uh, break and have a look at something that we're going to do every single week with all of our guests, which is uh, our super over. Some nice simple ones for you, Clarkie. Super over. Favourite away ground. Favourite cricket ground to play at for me, Alverston. Best batsman in the league. Tunder for me mm. because he's so exciting to watch. Yeah, best bowler in the league. Best bowler for me would be either Cole Cruz or Jay Harper. Okay, your favourite pub and tipple. Favourite pubs the Elms. My favourite question. We have had no cricket teas again this year. When they come back, if they come back, what's your favourite tea item of choice? Sausage roll. Sausage roll. It's got to be a sausage roll. Okay. And your sporting hero, cricket or otherwise? Stuart Pearce. Super over. Let's do the super over with you, Neil, as well. Super over. Favourite away ground? I like Elveston as well. Best batsman in the league? I don't like bowling at left-handers. I don't like bowling at Nadim at Melbourne. Mm. Cheetah don't like bowling at him. Who's the best bowler? I'd go with the uh, Visley guys as well. Okay. Your favourite pub and tipple? Favourite pub used to be the Blue Post, but that's <laughs> long gone. Um, and any sort of log or any, anything. Okay. And your favourite tea item of choice? It'd have to be a pork pie. Oh. Oh. Salad plenty, salad cream as well. What about your sporting <laughs> hero, cricket or otherwise? I like both of them. Just about on the back end of both of them, I was. Up <laughs> 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 the back end of <laughs> Super over. question for you Neil though um, you know you sat next to our first team skipper last season was Matt's first full season in charge of the ones he had a, a temporary little go the, the year before but we all know that 2020 was a funny old year to say the least how does Clarkey stand up in your opinion in terms of the skippers that you've been uh, captained by I think he's got his own way. He sticks to his guns, which I do like. He's some way, some days he can be stubborn, but that's the he stick, you live by the sword, die by the sword, I suppose. But mm-hmm. uh, you've done all right first year. After so many years with the club, Clark, I mean, you've had 10 years in the first team plus. Vinny and Man and Boy, the whole family of Vinny and Man and Boy, to say the least. It, it must mean something to you to be the captain in the first place as well. Yeah, always wanted to do it. And I've, I grew up playing under Marta, so learnt a lot of him. And now I'm going my own way. What's your sort of biggest gripe when it comes to captaining what's the biggest issue you get captaining a, you know, a little club like ours selection mm-hmm. selection is tough at times certainly this year with the numbers that we've had is that availability or is it down to winter ones and everyone in the twos <laughs> a bit of that yeah yeah but availability and availability has been very very good this year for us so picking the right team the right balance it's been tough this year and is there any captains that you sort of look back on that you've had over the years right throughout the, your junior time here and your seniors where you've gone do you know what I'll take a bit of this a bit of that along the way for me it's always been under Marta and Cookie That's when good. I was playing the twos yeah. Cookie was very knowledgeable on the field mm-hmm. making decisions just on the split of a, at the split of a moment you know yeah yeah. and I think Cookie sort of has that sort of same um, air of captaincy to me is the way Chillers has been helping you in the field this year yeah, yeah. that experience that's been around and uh, played the game for quite a while so question um, for you you both really you've now both been at, at the club for obviously many years where do you see the club going in the next sort of two to three years because obviously we, we've had a, a quite a 
change in the past four or five years in terms of personnel. Where do you see it going? For me, I'd like to see the, the twos progress to five, us to continue with three. And obviously the junior section there, we want this junior section, it's going brilliantly at the moment. And from there they can push push into the seconds, you know, as any club wants to see, get the juniors involved. How far off promotion do you reckon we are with those from three to two? Uh, a long way off. Yeah. Just surviving does me. But I think the first team needs to be younger. Because not necessarily our best first team is not our best fielding team. That's one of the issues we've got. So you look around some weeks and I'm in covers and we need 10 jimmies. That's what we need in the field when we've got one jimmy and everyone else creaking around. That's a big problem we've got at the minute, I think. Yeah, I think looking around the league generally, it's even more noticeable over the past four or five years how many younger teams come to us. Uh, and that does sort of, I'm not saying it holds us back, because we've looked where we've finished, but actually that would add that extra value to us. When well, you've got Jimmy in the team, who's an outstanding fielder, we've got a couple of outstanding fielders missing this year as well, haven't we, with Woody's not been there, which would have given you Jake in the field. You know, Nick Martin, who's not played this season. Yeah, Harry. Harry Bryant. You know, so we've got Gadders. Of, Gadders, yes. So some of our better fielders have not been around, um, and it, it does impinge us a little bit, but at the same time, we ain't done bad without it. Looking at the junior section, both of you, because obviously you spend quite a lot of time down the club on a Wednesday night. On Who can you see coming through from the juniors in terms of uh, next two to three years? Could we making that step into the second team? Um, I think uh, both Harrys, Harry Woodward and Harry um, Taylor. Harry Taylor. I think they look good prospects for the future. And Harry Taylor made a bit of a decent debut, I think, didn't he? Yeah, in the cup match, one ball, one wicket. That's not bad. So he played his first ever senior game. Took a wicket with his first ball. Cup semi-final as well. Cup semi-final. Who was that against? Donington, Castle Donington. Castle Donington, was it? So this is the same Harry Taylor of the previous season, took a hat-trick for the under-11s over at Utoxeter and was the first uh, player to take a hat-trick on Utoxeter's new ground at Marchington, um, which they, they're thinking of putting a plaque up for him. It's uh, you know, He's obviously coming through. Harry Woodward's developed a lot this season as well, though, hasn't he? Yeah, yeah. He's coming on strong, you know. He's in the nets with us now, uh, using the bowling machine and things on a Wednesday, then goes and does his own practice with the juniors. Um, so he, he's really keen as well, and that's what we like to see. Both of them are really keen. And I think the player I'm really excited to see, and he's probably a little bit younger than both of them, is Angelo's lad. Reef just dominates anything at his age group and could be a couple of years ahead of himself. Have he bats anything like his dad? Um, though he's got a lot coming through there. I don't know if you spent much time around him in the... In the I've not seen no, him. Not so much no, great, great lad. But, uh, Mr. Mel has had a great bunch of lads in the under-11s coming through. So uh, I think we've got some exciting times ahead next year and the season after as they all start to progress. And they all started late, our lads. You know, let's be let's be fair. All of our lads started quite late compared to some of the clubs who've had them playing hardball since the age of eight. You know, ours have all started very late on. So fingers crossed that bodes well for the future. Stumps, and be a bumps. I've got a couple of other quickie questions for you, just to sort of round one or two things up for you. Club cricket, county cricket, international cricket, what would you rather watch? International. International. Okay. If you could watch a T20, an ODI, or a test match, what would it be? ODI for me. I'll probably T20. All that 100, I didn't mind the 100, I didn't. I didn't at all, it was brilliant. Which is your favourite club, county, or international ground of all time. You both mentioned Elveston earlier. You know, club, county, or international. Trent Bridge. Oh, I've been to Trent Bridge, but 
Uh, would I say that one? Probably not. I don't know. Old Trafford. I've been to Lords. I like going to Lords, but I don't know. That's it. Yeah. On the, the second team, it came out very similar. Lords came up there as well. So okay. Well, here's, here's a final one for you then. For between the two, of you, you want to come up with your Winsel Six-a-Side cricket team. So you've got to. Ne- you're going to enter the Stump Sums and Beer Pump Six-a-Side competition, and you've got to enter your perfect Six-a-Side team. You need two bowlers, two batsmen, a wicketkeeper, and an all-rounder. Okay, so easy one for me. I would go with wicketkeeper would be Woody. Yeah. All rounder for me would be Kamal. He's going to have to do some fielding. Yeah, two bowlers. I would go with Neil. Yeah. And Jimmy. Okay. We've got to bat, haven't we? Why are you thinking instead? That one's picked me. Okay. Who would you pick instead of you? Uh, Brett. Ooh, okay. What about you two batsmen? Uh, I'd have Eddie. Eddie for one. Eddie gets in most teams. Yeah. I pick Matt. What about Doggo? Doug on the verge there. Exactly, Mr. Economy. He's on the verge. And he's been known to hit the ball out the ground once or twice. But then Jimmy's batting towards the end of the season took over from it. I'd have uh, Doug over Jimmy, just for the, just for the batting alone. Okay, and would you have Doug o over Jimmy and keep yourself in then this time? Perhaps 10 years ago, Winfield might have been all right batting. I don't <laughs> <know>. <laughs> so, it's either swing and a miss or swing and a hit, yeah. it's one or the other, is it? So, okay, I think not dissimilar to uh, the second team. Um, captain, when he was choosing last week, he was struggling to sort of nail it down. Well, funny enough, he didn't choose himself, whereas at least you've got, you've got yourself into the team there, Clarkie. I didn't really say much about it. No, Neil chose it for me. Exactly. Would you put yourself in, in it, though? Probably, yeah. You've got to be in it. Okay. I'm going to wrap it up there, boys. Thanks a lot for your time. Thank, thanks for joining us on the podcast. Cheers, Levi. Cheers, Cheers. Dan. So that's all we've got time for for this edition of Stumps, Umps, and Beer Pumps. Thank you to our special guest today. If you know someone at your club that wishes to come and have a chat with us and talk about your club, then please email us on stumpsumpsandbeerpumps at gmail.com. Also, please like and subscribe, and also you can follow us on Twitter. If you've got any questions, any stories, or any funny anecdotes, then please again email us on stumpsumpsandbeerpumps at gmail.com. We hope you've enjoyed our tour around club cricket life. So please join us again for more of the same. Thank you very much for listening. This is Stump Sumps and Beer Pumps. So until next time, there's your one for the over. Stumps, Umps and Beer Pumps. Sports Social Podcast Network. I'm Victoria Cash. Thanks for calling the Lucky Land Hotline. If you feel like you do the same thing every day, press 1. If you're ready to have some serious fun for the chance to redeem some serious prizes, press 2. We heard you loud and clear. So go to LuckyLandslots.com right now and play over 100 social casino-style games for free. Get lucky today at LuckyLandslots.com. Available to players in the U.S., excluding Washington and Michigan. No purchase necessary. VGW Group. Voidware prohibited by law. 18 plus. Terms and conditions apply. Stump, 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 stump,